0: chapter 20. We'll be reading in the first verse, first verse only of Second Kings chapter 20. If you have your place, say amen. 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 Let's read that verse and then we'll go to the Lord in prayer and ask Him to bless that which He has laid upon our hearts and to uh, cause us all to be receptive it says in verse 1 in those days hezekiah was sick unto death and the prophet isaiah son of Amos, came to him and said unto him thus saith the lord set thine house in order for thou shalt die and not live heavenly father we thank you for this the reading of your word i pray father now that you would hide us behind the cross Uh, Anoint our tongues with the words that you've laid upon our heart. Help us, dear Heavenly Father, to say nothing less and nothing more. But Father, that the hearts would be pricked and touched this morning with what you've sent. I pray that there's one in our midst that's lost and doesn't know Jesus and the free pardon of sin. That today would be the day that they would find that salvation. If one here has grown cold, that today would be the day they would rededicate their life. And we pray, Heavenly Father, that you would just move about this place. Let your spirit flow and have your way. And Father, we'll be careful to give you all honor and glory and praise for it all. In Jesus' name. Amen. As I read this this past week and those words that stuck out in my heart and in my soul and in my mind was set thine house in order. I began to think what would happen if if the prophet came to my house today and said you are going to die and not live. I began to think of that over the week and and how that would play out and and the different things. And, And it just occurred to me, you know, it's already been told to me that I am going to die at some point I am going to lay down this old flesh and I am going to pass away and I'm going to go either to eternal death in hell or eternal joy in heaven and I begin to think about this this message from Isaiah to Hezekiah who was sick unto death he said get your house in order and I begin to think on some of these things what would I do what have others done and you know, someone gets the news, you've got six months to live, that they may take and say, I'm going to go see this, and I'm going to travel and go see that, I'm going to go do this, I'm going to take a couple of ticks off my bucket list, I'm going to go see Niagara Falls or Mount St. Helens, I'm going to go do all these things, Or and maybe Here today, you've already made arrangements so your family doesn't have to deal with that. Some may say, you know, I got six months. I'm going to take and I'm going to make arrangements for my family. I'm going to get everything in order in that particular case. But I'm here today to tell you that. I want you to understand that God said to set your house in order. And first thing we must do is, is in our homes and our spiritual homes and our our, our our secular homes, if you will, whatever it's called, our earthly homes, is to remove and do away with our clutter. Each and every one of us will fall and we have lives full of stuff. We just went through an exercise at our house for the last two weeks we've been uh, cleaning up. And you would not imagine the amount of stuff that just clutters our homes. Today, I got six pasteboard boxes full of toys sitting in my living room that I need to take to, to the Goodwill, the Salvation Army, or something of that nature. Just in the other corner, I have a corner full of toys that that need to go somewhere. And when I begin to think about this, you know, that, that my life is not just full of that stuff, but my soul and my spirit... Get full of other things like music and and TV and movies. And and I can see the the, the pagan uh, movie stars being worshipped day after day after day and our lives just being full of of, of stuff, of even broken relationships beginning with God. Our relationship being broken with God, it'll break every single relationship in our life. As our relationship with God is in tune and on track, relationships around us begin to come uh, more correct. But we have a broken relationship. We we have respect of people and respect of persons and of God. I mean, of of, of other gods in our lives. We see that families begin to take a place of of worship before God. And our lives just begin to get full of just clutter. Our Our physical homes are lacking love. I can walk through my house, and and if I'm not careful, it'll be everyone is separated. Everyone's in their own room. Everyone's not sitting together for a meal. Everyone's running off and doing their thing. And then the love within a physical home, the joy and the peace and the trust and security, all of these things are lacking because we filled these homes up with stuff. Thinking that we're making... more comfortable, but yes, we're making our lives more distant from each other. And and, and Isaiah went to Hezekiah, and I believe, he said, set your house in order, because you're going to die. You're not going to live. Just, Just follow this just for a moment. Hezekiah was one of the better kings. Hezekiah, so when you read the books of the kings and the acts of all these kings, you read that This king did evil in the sight of the Lord. Or you'll read, This king did good in the sight of the Lord, but... And you have those few kings that it says, This king did good in the sight of the Lord and followed in the footsteps of his father David. Hezekiah was one of those that followed in his footsteps of David. He was good in the sight of the Lord. He tore down the high altars and the high places. He destroyed the orchards and the vineyards that were being used as idols. He even destroyed the brazen serpent that Moses used in the wilderness that God said will heal the snake bites because the children of Israel, had he was cutter in their life. It would become an idol. It would become a god. He destroyed God came and sent Isaiah and said you're going to die and not live Hezekiah turned to the wall and he said remember 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 that I walked right today we have saved people in this building we have people that are not as close as others we have some that may be lost but I want to tell you God is telling you all the same to set your house in order your physical home Set it in order. I remember as a kid hearing it preached over and over again. If Jesus came to your house, what would he find? What would he find laying on your coffee table? What would he find besides your your couch table or your bedside table? Or on your counters? What would Jesus find? The clutter that needs to be cleaned up, that we set our house in order and remove these things from our life that are cluttering up not only our physical homes, but our spiritual homes. We've allowed these things to come in, and the clutter now flows from the spiritual home even into the church building. The clutter. I, it's funny, and John and I have spoken about it. You know, if someone has something they need to get rid of, they'll find a the church to donate it to. They will. Just go look in these two back rooms back here. It's for people that have a loving heart and want to do good, but sometimes it's just clutter that they didn't feel like hauling off, so they brought it to the church, and now the church gets full of clutter. Not only does physical things, our church gets full of clutter. I want to read 1 Timothy chapter 3, uh, verse 15. 1 Timothy three and fifteen says, "But if I tarry long, that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of truth." Church, y'all, just bear with me just for a few minutes, because the church has become full of clutter church is supposed to be a hospital for sinners has become a country club for saints it's become exactly what jesus ran out in his days when he went to the tabernacle when he went to the temple and he drove out the money changers and he drove out the wickedness that was going on the church has become that way again and he has said it was supposed to be a house of prayer but it's been turned into a den of thieves We've allowed the clutter to come into the church. Now, am I saying some people can't come to church? No, I would to everybody would come to church. But we're bringing in all the world into the church. And the people don't need the church because they already have the world. We're filling, we're filling a church buildings up with, with worldly things. And Jesus said, it is to be a house of prayer for gossips, and it's not for merchants, and it's not dating games. This is not the love connection. The only connection of love here is be that between God and us and the saints with each other. It's not a dating game. But we've filled it up with clutter. The Bible does teach us to, to love and forbear and forgive one another. Absolutely. But it's not a matchmaking place. God can set up your match. And he can do it in church. He can do it driving down the street. He can do it at your workplace. Got too many. Chuck Eubanks is going on around here trying to set somebody up. Chuck Willery, whatever they are. Yeah, I'm telling my age now. I remember those game shows. Trying to set somebody. Got preachers setting people up setting teenagers up. How about giving them some Jesus? And let Jesus come up. Remove the clutter from the house of God. This is a training ground for good soldiers. We're to be setting people in the path and training them up in the way that they should go. I thank God. Let me say this because I don't want to sound like I'm beating up on our teachers. Because I thank God every day that I lay down my head at night that I know what God has in these in these roles here at Faith Baptist Church. I know what he's doing, I know what he's teaching. I know what she's teaching. I know what they're teaching these kids. I praise God for that. But there's a world full of churches that are full of clutter and there's teachers setting them up with the other students and it just it breaks my heart that our our churches and our communities have come to this and we've spoke many times about getting out and getting together with other churches but many times you don't know what you're getting yourself into you have no idea so we have to be careful and i praise god for you you teachers you that are in leadership at faith baptist church keep pressing toward the mark keep pressing toward the mark you're making a difference you're making a huge difference this is to be a training ground for good soldiers, not, not picnic grounds. Not picnic grounds. We're to preach the full counsel of God, not the feel good emotional stuff. We're to preach the full counsel of God. Repentance and faith regularly sounded from the pulpit and from the Sunday school rooms. It's sad that our world, our world is full of clutter our churches throughout the land are full of clutter and I think Paul he would struggle today to write a letter to some of the churches he would struggle he would there wouldn't be very many of those letters like to the Ephesians there wouldn't be very many of those see when Paul Paul preached Felix was terrified When Paul brought down and preached the the full counsel of God, fear was struck into those that heard that word. Even when Peter preached, people's hearts were pricked with, what must we do? I'm I'm not this old, but I remember it from history. Ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. We got people asking what can the church do for me rather than what can I do for God. Amen. And it's being pull, it's being pressed out from the pulpits, from the Sunday school rooms. We got to get the clutter out of the church. You remember the account of Stephen when he preached just before they stoned him? What did say the people did? They stopped their ears. They covered their ears. I don't want to hear that. So now we've reached that that pivotal moment of where folks are heaping under themselves teachers and preachers with itching ears. They're putting people into a place to tell me what I want to hear, not what the Bible says, because the truth of the Word of God stings and it cuts all the way through it. It cuts going in and coming out. But let me tell you, it heals going in and it heals coming out. You must preach that full... Counsel of God and remove the clutter and set God's house in order. Set God's house in order. Each and every one of us can play a part because your body, you individually, can set yourself in order. You are a house, you are a tabernacle. You are a temple of the Holy Spirit and and it must be set in order one day and move me out of this. One day. I look around the room and you know Joyce you praised God for it and I don't know that we've ever had a crowd this size at Faith Baptist Church. And thinking about the the statistics of 94% of world, Bartow County, Kingston, are lost. That there's somebody here who when God let's just say you had the guy that had such a great uh, career in the scripture. I'm going to tear down my old barns I'm going to build New barns. I'm gonna put all this stuff I got in these barns, and I'm just gonna eat and drink and be merry. But the word came, thy fool. Your soul is required of you tonight. Today, someone is going to evacuate this this earthly body that we have, and many people just I can think now just like every few moments, someone dies. And hell enlarges herself. Because they don't know Jesus. And one day God will come and he's going to move us out. He's going to take us out of this fleshly body. This flesh will decay. It does daily. It ages. It weakens every day. I realize just how old I'm getting. Things don't work like they're supposed to. They crack. They pop. And it's only going to keep getting that way until God says... Your time is up. Is this house in order? If you had to reflect upon that right now, and you had to think, is my house, is my heart, is this in order? Hebrews 9.27 tells us that you have an appointment with death it doesn't just stop with you having an appointment with death because after that is the judgment is your house in order do you know without a doubt that if your time if your ticket gets punched today that when you leave this house that you will be in the presence of an almighty God so it is appointed that you die, that I die. I ask you, what then? Listen, life is short. Those that are of age in this room, 70, 80, will tell you it seem just like that. And they're 80. They're 70. Life is short. The Bible teaches us it's but a vapor. Here today, gone. Tomorrow. What then? Just this week, Monday, a word came down. A colleague of our work, gone. 38 years old, two small children. Gone. I can't help but pray that he knew Jesus spoke with him many times many others in this room will tell you they've spoke with him and every person that I spoke with I wish I would have done it one more time one more time to make sure that he and his home was in order death is sure it's going to happen God's judgment is coming. 2 Kings 20 and 1 said, In those days was Hezekiah sick unto death, and the prophet Isaiah, the son of Amoz, came to him and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Set thine house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. In the book of Romans chapter 4, we're told to, Prepare to meet thy God. What an awesome opportunity today to be in this place at this moment to hear the words of setting thy house in order. For we all have some things that we know are out of order. And now is the day. Now is the time to set those things right. Today is the day. Prepare today, prepare to meet thy God. Remember, Hezekiah was a good king. But he had some things that needed to be set in order. If you read on a little piece, he tells him that his sons will be eunuchs in captivity. Hezekiah needed to set his house in order for those that were coming after him. Today I'm going to ask them to come with a verse of a song. Today is the day for you, for me to set our house in order. Would you bow with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this opportunity to be here at this moment. Father, I'm not a prophet and you know it. And these that are with me here today know that I'm not a prophet. I don't have some new revelation from God. I have no new revelation from you to tell the people. But you've sent me today to tell them. To set their house in order to remove the clutter. To regain the focus on Jesus Christ. To press toward the mark. To remove that clutter from our churches. From our lives. That we may worship and praise and follow you. Father, I pray that you touch hearts. To an understanding. There's no shame. In stepping out. To say my house isn't in order and I want it in order. There's no shame. Father, would you give courage to those that need to step out and pray? Would you give strength? Would you give love and mercy? Would you heap grace upon grace upon grace for each one? Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.